Welcome to the National Safety Council Congress and Expo. I'm Jill James with the Accidental Safety Pro, and we are doing a special edition of our Safety Pro podcast here at the Expo. My guest today for the podcast is Russell with the Electrical Utilities Cooperative out of East Texas. Russell, thanks for being with us. Thank you. So the podcast is about how people accidentally became safety professionals. And I hear you have a pretty interesting story of how you came about this accidentally. So can right. you set us up? What what kind of job were you in? So for the previous 10 years, I was in oil and gas. Okay. And so we, we ended up having layoffs, and I got caught up in that. Went by a few months um, of just looking and kind of sitting around the house not doing much mm-hmm. and then a utility called and asked uh, well they didn't ask but they had mentioned that they were looking at a new position and asked if I would be interested okay so that's over the next four or five months of, of conversation I ended up um, going on with the utility okay. as their director of operations and maintenance mm-hmm. so six months later after being in uh, the position that I'm in now our safety coordinator had quit Okay. And we didn't quite know what direction we wanted to go in. And so I came to work one day, and my boss had slid me a new box of business cards. <laughs> and the title on the card said, Director of Operations, Maintenance, and Safety. Oh. And so... <laughs> That's how I got into safety, wow. and uh, um, and I'm I'm still there trying to figure this thing out. So, did you go to your boss and say, "Is this a misprint, or why is this on the card?" <laughs> we we it, we did have uh, several conversations after that uh-huh. to kind of figure out what in the world do you want me to do. Yeah. Um, I have I've initiated safety programs before, mm-hmm. but I I am not a trained safety professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not what I went to school for. Many people aren't. But mm-hmm. here I am. Here you are. Here you are. So it's all of a sudden one day on your business card. You're sitting in your office looking at your card going, oh, man, (laughs) now what? So what what was your first thing? Like, did you think, I have to teach myself this? Or how did you, like, execute on a... On a plan, like well, we kind of we kind of went through. Uh, my boss and I went through on some areas that that the co-op needed to to get better at. Mm-hmm. Um, we had we had just faced a couple of legal issues in terms of of car accidents. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't bad, but mm-hmm. um, one of the first things I did was set us up uh, every field driver that we have uh, with some driver training. Yeah. Okay. And so I got us going with that. Um, we had we got set up with a uh, an active shooter training mm-hmm. uh, for the for the co-op because we th- we also thought it would be needed for the entire co-op whether you're in the field or in the offices um, if there was some kind of emergency whether it's a fire tornado active right. shooter yes and so we decided to kick it off with active shooter um, simply because there was a burglary burglary across the street mm-hmm. um, so it was top of mind so it was top of mind yeah. that's right and so I did that um, I also started sitting in on our we have a safety committee that really didn't know what direction we needed to go in mm-hmm. and so I started sitting in with that mm-hmm. and the next thing you know we're we're here wow so well you did 
you did some really instinctual safety things. You were triaging your situation and kind of right. picked, you picked the things that were really sort of arterial bleeds at the time right. and decided to attack that first. That was genius. Sure. That was that was perfect. What a yep. great what a great way to do it. <laughs> and I'm really happy to hear you say that um, you see active shooter as part of emergency response because it really yes. is. It has a seat at the table, sure. and a lot of safety professionals haven't necessarily always embraced that. It's it's like what do we do with it? Where does it fit? But right. it really does fit in traditional safety programming, um, right. same as it would be for fire or a, a gas mm-hmm. release or you know a, a tornado or some other um, natural event. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. So when you were when you were trying to figure out how am I do this safety job, you already had a pretty rich history in industry with um, oil and gas and aviation right. and the cooperative. Right. Did you lean into some of that expertise as you were trying to figure out safety too? Um, I, I did take a lot of what I had learned in the oil and gas industry and things that we had done there um, because we, we had driver safety training also. We have um, uh, a lot of my guys um, in oil and gas were warehouse mm-hmm. in the field. So we've looked at training for what you're going to do in the field in case you get uh, in case you get an, an upset uh, member mm-hmm. or customer. Sure. Um, these guys face dogs. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they face all kinds of things in the field. But one of the things that we wanted to do because that's a lot of times that's where the utility focuses in their field personnel. Mm-hmm. You kind of forget if there's a whole. You, other, you forget about yeah. the office. Right. And so. <clears throat> Right now, we do have a lot of things set up for those guys in the field. We've got um, the online modules as well, mm-hmm. and they're enjoying those. But also, we're starting to we're starting to, to get our office personnel caught up with safety as well. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they're they're liking that. Yeah, and and they're not to be forgotten. They're still employees, right. and they still have workplace hazards. It's just right. a, you have a different realm. So that's wonderful. Right. Yeah. So what else are you doing to teach yourself about safety? What um, you know, people who are just starting out, kind of like you you're sort of new to safety um, what sort of advice would you give them one of the things that, that's been difficult is whether or not I should actually get into full blown safety training yeah. because we are still looking for that safety coordinator yeah. whether we whether we hire someone or go contract mm-hmm. and so we're trying to figure out now how deep in this am I supposed to get mm-hmm. right because right. directors or, or higher up managers um, they know what's going on they see the results of things that are taking place, but they're not in the weeds with all of that, mm-hmm. like a like a, a safety manager or a safety coordinator would be. Right. So we are trying to figure out what what is my role, um, being that I'm the only safety person right now. So yeah. and you're still trying to balance those other job titles that were on the business correct. card as well. Yeah. Correct. So in the midst of operations, in the midst of maintenance, being fa- our, our building and building and facilities maintenance, mm-hmm. um, I have done. Courses on um, how do you lead your business in a culture change, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you, if you look at utility, utility hasn't changed in years, yeah. and so I think they're going through a point. From what I've learned so far, 
they're going through a, a, a time of transition of what they've what they've done for the past since their inception yeah. up until now yeah. where safety is becoming a big deal. Mm -hmm. And so you see more and more of cooperatives across the country that that have initiated safety trainings um, and and how they're they're addressing that culture shift. Yeah. And so a lot of my training has been on change management or leading that culture. Mm -hmm. So breaking down that the way it's right. always been done kind of mentality. Right. And that in that culture of change, that is a piece of safety. Mm -hmm. It really it really is because we need to figure out how to convey those messages to our employees so that they perform the way we want them to when right. nobody's when nobody's looking and that we care about them authentically right. and they, they care about one another. I think one of the big one of the big issues is especially when I was in oil and gas, I saw our our vice presidents come in and you know they would come in our warehouses in their suits and yet they have steel toes and their hard hats on and so I, I heard the grumble from our side of things mm -hmm. from the regular workers of why do we have to do this this is stupid stuff like that yeah and so being on the end that I am now is that I see the how hard it is to sell safety it's a to, to it your is workers. a sales job it is yeah and so the the steps of if I don't buy off on it they're not going to buy off on it and so at some point um, whether or not in the past I've always agreed with with the steps of safety because mm -hmm. we always try to work safe we mm -hmm. just don't want to be forced to to do these things mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. at some point me as a manager I've got to I've got to buy off on it myself yeah. you know I want my guys to come home every right. day yeah and so do their families so what have you found what have you found that works for you like is there is there a particular um, message or an approach that you've been taking with employees um, when you're building credibility with them so far the number one thing that I could say is just my presence yeah. in 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 playing that part mm -hmm. so if I go out in the field or if I go in the warehouse or around the yard I have to be safety minded mm -hmm. so if 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 I'm playing that role and I'm doing it happily, mm -hmm. then they see that. Yeah, and, and you're so, modeling it. Yeah, and so it is. It is my presence so far. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. what I. That's mm -hmm. what I would think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, one of the other things I wanted to ask about, especially when you're new in this in this kind of uh, field, safety people. You said to have to figure out how to sell safety, right? Uh, but you also have to figure out how to pay for safety stuff, right? Right. <laughs> and, and safety people rarely have a budget. That's Many right. of us have worked for years and years without you know in the absence of a budget but there's still always things to be spending on whether right. it's medical evaluations for respirators or audiometric testing or personal protective equipment or engineering control things there's all these things that we need to spend money on but we don't have a budget right. so curious to know how how have you been um, creative in finding money um, that you need to do your work so we were I was at work one day and uh, the manager of our meter shop, Deb, came in and, and had this brilliant idea. So we have, we've had a recycling company, the same company for the past 30 years probably, and um, we just kind of looked at that and evaluated their presence in our in our facility. Mm -hmm. And so Deb had this idea of, um, she touched base, base with another recycling company out of Dallas um, that would break down 
everything that we that we brought in from from the field, um, whether it's whether it's our copper from old meters or the lines or um, or the the steel that we get. And so they broke that down and they came in and so now they have we have different bins for everything and so they picked that up and now we're getting a better return off that recycling material. Okay. And so in uh, in 2018 alone, I think we've got we've made about 15,000 off recycling. <laughs> so from that, uh-huh. we were sitting down trying to decide what we're going to do with that one day and um, and I asked her if if people would be would enjoy getting our boots mm-hmm. because the company doesn't pay for their steel toe boots right now. Mm-hmm. And so I took that to our GM and, and said, look, I think this would be a great way for for us to, to fund steel toe boots. What a great and he idea. said, well, that's a, that's a good idea. He said, I'll, I'll let you have a, a percentage of that. Okay. And so we did that for the year mm-hmm. and um, we allowed, I think we were going 150 reimbursement on their boots based off of what we get off of recycling. That's so, great. Yeah. Wow. So you're creative with that. That yes. is wonderful. So what a good tip for the people that are listening to the podcast is to, you know, if you're looking for a creative way to find money, start a recycling program or find a way to save money in your Absolutely. company. I've talked to people who've done the same thing with changing out um, light bulbs right. and being able to have more energy efficiency and then realizing what that return is and asking, you know, could we divert those funds that we would have normally spent right. and put it into safety? Right. Yeah. What a great idea. Yes. And so far it's worked out well in the, you know, all the guys have enjoyed it too. They don't have to yeah. go out and buy their yeah. own boots. Yeah. So, so when you're when is when you get stumped on safety stuff and you need help and you need to go somewhere, what have been your resources? Um, where do you usually go if you're trying to find an answer to something on safety or doing your own research on something? I actually about a few months ago I sat down because we had several avenues for safety research or, or where we were plugged in and, and had a membership at okay. safety things or mm-hmm. companies. Yeah. And so I sat down and started to write out all the areas we're involved in. Okay. And so, you know, the National Safety Council or our insurance through Texas Mutual yes. that, that covers our uh, our workers' comp. Yeah, a good um, resource too. Our mm-hmm. um, our learning modules through Vivid, um, Smith Driving. So I started to I started to write out all of these areas and everything that they provide. Mm-hmm. Right. And so <clears throat> for for instance, Texas Mutual what we found out once I wrote down all these areas I started to go back and see what what each of those areas offered us mm-hmm. and so through our insurance with Texas Mutual we didn't know that we had um, free safety classes at the local college mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. we've been paying all these years and didn't for, know that you could take classes. advantage yeah and now we can send these guys for yeah. free yeah so there's certain there's certain I think I think too many times that we jump the gun and start to get memberships to all these areas yeah and we don't realize what they offer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they can go go to your on how you track safety let's look at metrics um, I know for the first several months that I had safety like what are our metrics going to be we have mm-hmm. no idea yeah, how do I measure this and what's and good so what's, yeah. I, in the midst of getting into these, these businesses that we're partnered with yeah. Um, man, the answers were right there, and I just mm-hmm. never knew it. Mm-hmm. And you're using your operations hat right. and applying it to safety. Right. Perfect. 
So. Yeah, that's wonderful. I, I think that it's really, um, thank you for bringing up insurance because mm-hmm. a lot of employers don't know what they're paying for in those premiums, mm-hmm. whether they're self-insured or they're fully insured. You have an opportunity to take advantage of many things that you don't necessarily know about. Like um, some insurance companies will offer industrial hygiene monitoring. So if yep. you want air monitoring done or um, noise monitoring done, you might be able to get it through your insurance company for free or for a reduced right. cost. Um, you found out you can have classes at a community college. That's fantastic. A lot of resources. And there's also there is there is also another business we partnered with that we were we were looking into changing our GPS monitoring for all of our vehicles, mm-hmm. and it's that's a pretty big expense, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So through another safety company that we're involved in, if we if we go through this one GPS company because we're both involved with this other company, mm-hmm. we get a huge discount just mm-hmm. for that, mm-hmm. right? So it the networking between safety companies is is pretty large. You just don't you don't know who's offering what discounts, yeah. how much money you can save yeah. if you don't do the research. Yeah, and working your network, right? Yeah. So before maybe someone's going to jump the gun, let's look at what we have. Mm-hmm. What well, what are we working with now? What sort of advantages are they? And it'll also have you. It'll also be a way to sift out what's not working too, That's right. or what's not providing a, a service that you thought maybe you were getting. That's right. Yeah, that you could get somewhere else. Yep. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So the job of safety, um, pretty big job, carries with it kind of a lot of. Uh, it's a lot of weight, a lot of gravity lot of to weight. know that you're responsible for human beings' lives in that's part. Right. Yeah, how did that work for you? I mean, that was a that's a that's a big shift. I think, and and I've thought about this lately as well. Um, we've had we've had several discussions on it, but the idea of management, period. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people that want to be in management. There's a lot of people that want to be in safety mm-hmm. for the idea of controlling that area of work. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, I don't think we I don't think we sit and realize what we're responsible for. Yeah. So we can be technically trained at our jobs and automatically. Think Think we're made for management when you're when you may not be. Mm-hmm. You, you're you're technically trained for what you do, mm-hmm. not so much management, mm-hmm. or um, falling into safety like I do. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a lot of catch up that I think I'm having to do, and sometimes it does get overwhelming. Yeah. But um, you know, you got to roll with life sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Take day by day. Do mm-hmm. your research for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and you'll get it done. Mm-hmm. So, are you enjoying the work? Um, I do enjoy work. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy work simply because I, I I love people. Yeah. So I've I've been in aviation. I've been in oil and gas. Um, I'm now in utility. And I think the one thing that I've taken with me for from every industry that I've been in is how much I enjoy working with the people mm-hmm. that love those industries. Yeah. So I think that's what really helps me be in safety um, because. I, I mean, I admit sometimes it's still hard for me to swallow the safety bill. <laughs> right. But 
I love the people that I work with, and mm-hmm. I want to make sure they come home every day, mm-hmm. and I want to make sure that their families see them every day. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's kind of what helps me be here. Mm-hmm. That's that's great. That's great. So, what are you looking forward to with um, with the expo here? Like, what what brought you here? I mean, it's in your home state, so it was easy for you to access, <laughs> of course. But um, what what do you look for when you come to a, a conference like this? It is in my home state, and it was still a four hour drive just to get down here. <laughs> right. It is a big state. <laughs> it takes twelve hours just to get from the eastern part to the western part. So, oh, man. of Texas. So. <laughs> Texas is big, but um, this is my first time at the expo, and one of the things that that was on my agenda is to we do need a safety coordinator, and mm-hmm. so that's what I'm here to do, kind of kind of feel out and network, yeah, to see what companies either either I can get a safety coordinator from, right, or that we can contract with, okay. um, say for a few times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what that looks like yet. Mm-hmm. We're still on the on the the early stages of making that happen, and maybe it's finding that right fit between technical and a leader like you were talking about and what's going to be the right fit for your company one of the things I do want I think I want is with with me coming into the utility not knowing anything about utility I don't know that I can do the same thing for a safety coordinator yeah for the utility, sure. So, so one of the things I am looking for is that they have utility experience. Sure. So it's 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 enough for me not to have utility experience and mm-hmm. trying to play catch up. Mm-hmm. But I really need them to to have to that. Have it. Yeah, yeah. So you want to be able to work a network yep. while you're here at the conference. Yeah. Absolutely. What about what about any of the um, uh, courses that you can take or the any of the sessions here? Uh, one of the things I am taking is uh, I can't remember the exact title of it, but uh, it's it's like we talked about earlier. It's also on uh, leading that cultural change mm-hmm. and how to make that beneficial for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so I, mm-hmm. I believe that one's on Wednesday, but mm-hmm. I can't remember the exact title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah good, good reason, good yep. reason to be here. Well, this is my first time at uh, the national conference, so you and I are both here for the first time, and you're the guest on our podcast, which is wonderful. Appreciate that. Sure. Yeah, this has been really, this has been really fun. Thank yep. you for sharing your story. Sure thing. Uh, <laughs> you get the safety job because it shows up on your business card who would have thought i know it that's right (laughs) yeah that's exactly how it happened that's wonderful well thank you thank Thank you. you and thanks for everybody who's listening um in today and thanks for being part of the podcast if you'd like to listen to our other episodes you can find the accidental safety pro on the podcast player of your choosing and if you'd like to contact us you can reach out to us at social at vividlearningsystems.com until next time thank you 